Welcome to the very first episode of Maldorma TV. I'm Tobias Alberg, And I am Magnus Alberg. And in this podcast series, we're going to talk about some spiritual topics. And we're also going to share a few spiritual experiences that we have had together that are quite amazing. Yeah, indeed. And we are go- in this episode, we're going to talk about who we are and why we're sitting here today. And also discuss our spiritual awakenings that have taken place in our lives. Yeah, we are two Swedish guys. We are brothers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh who have had quite an amazing spiritual journey that we are going to describe throughout this podcast series. Yeah. So that's basically who we are and why we're doing this, the short version. (laughs) Yeah, and since we're Swedish, we are not native English speakers, so please stick with us, even if the language can be a little bit messy at times. Yeah, and the grammars can be become screwed up from time to time. Yeah, but uh, how did your spiritual awakenings take place? My spiritual awakening started off when I was a kid, about 10 years old. And I, when I learned about Christianity, Sweden is a Christian country. Yeah. And when I read the Gospels and the stories about Jesus, I felt that the message of love that he um, gave the world was mm. really powerful. And there was something in it that really talked to my heart. Yeah. That... that compassion that he had and love unconditional love yeah and i felt i need to i i really felt that i i became interested in spirituality right there Mm. and then i when i I actually read the bible as a kid but i realized there was a lot of problems to christianity as well and the biggest problem for me was that you only had one lifetime to reach the goal of the religion Mm. to come to heaven yeah and to get there, you had to believe in Jesus. And for me, it was a very disturbing fact that God made some children grow up in Christian families hmm. where they, of course, they would believe in Jesus. Yeah. But other children grew up in other areas in the world where they never heard about Jesus or where their parents told them that hmm. you had to believe in Muhammad or some, someone else. Yeah. And that felt very strange to me that God would do that. So I felt, well, it's probably bullshit. Mm. So I, I didn't like it. Uh, and then I, when I started school and we read about other religions, I came across Hinduism and Buddhism. And they were talking about reincarnation. Yeah. Which means you have an infinite amount of lives to reach the goal of their religions. And I think that's one of the main problems with Christianity or Western religions in in itself is that you only have this one lifetime and if yeah. you don't make it this lifetime you're fucked for forever. You're yeah. that doomed to live in hell for the rest of the Yeah, you're gonna burn in hell if you don't Yeah. Make it and that's kind of cruel. It's not a loving God. No. So I think the the idea behind Buddhism of reincarnation to basically have a multiple lives in order to get it. Yeah. It makes more sense. It felt more logical to me. Yeah. And they also talk about karma, which means that everything you do returns to yourself. Mm. And that's the way you learn how to become a more loving person gradually. Yeah. So uh, karma felt like that could also explain why the world looks like it, like the way it looks with all the suffering. Yeah. So I really liked Buddhism in particular Buddhism, because there was a lot of strange myths in Hinduism with gods with, you know, the elephant head and Ganesha, yeah, yeah. and that felt very strange at that time. Mm. Now I understand that they are perhaps symbols, but back then yeah. I took it literally. Yeah, I think it's the same thing with Christianity. I think it's a book of symbolism more than anything else. Yeah, and people tend to take we, literally. Yeah, I think that makes for a lot of problems. Yeah. And I, as well as, I think the main message behind Christianity is okay. I mean, it's it's about unconditional love and yeah. all that. And I think the main reason why so many people in the West, especially, are turning against Christianity is because it's become so polluted. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people are leaving the old religions for a good yeah. reason. Yeah. And I think it's healthy. So, but what happened after that, I, this was in my teenage years, hmm. I felt that uh, all of the religions demanded my belief. None of them could prove that I were right. And I had no own experience to know which one to choose. So yeah. I kind of discarded yeah. all of them. And I turned to science because science, 
use the rational mind and tries to prove the, how the universe works. Yeah. At least I thought so. Well, they, they do, but there are quite a lot of arrogant people in the science community as well. And I realized after a while that the science community is not a belief system. Mm. They are not looking into every phenomena that they should look into, such as paranormal uh, phenomena that people are talking about and crop circles, for instance, yeah. which you can actually look at yeah. and measure. But they won't look at it. And I I wonder why are they ignoring some areas? that, And yeah. I realized that they ignored it because it didn't fit into their belief system. Mm. So they were just not a belief system. And they were they was not really interested in finding out what is true. Yeah. I think that's that's a good point. And uh, I mean, science has given us a lot of answers. Yeah. It's the best thing that we have to try to understand our reality. Yeah. But it makes so many assumptions. Yeah. It ignores the most fundamental question. Just because we can't prove what reality is, we make the assumption that it couldn't have been God that has created it, for example. Yeah, they are only looking outwards. Yeah. And it's very... I think when they talk about... They think they can under, they they can explain life. Yeah. With, you know, proteins and molecules mm. interacting. But how can that explain what love is or what hate is and yeah. all of that that's or how life can come from nothing they don't have the answers that's yeah. so i kind of felt that well i cannot turn to science either or at least perhaps all of these have some answers but mm. i didn't i couldn't rest yeah then something happened when i was 17 uh, i discovered philosophy and it happened in a very peculiar way I was lying in bed one night trying to sleep and go to school and this question, this problem just popped up from nowhere inside my head. Mm -hmm. And the question was, what is real? Yeah. And I realized that what if my life and my experience was actually a dream? Mm. It was my imagination. And I realized it's impossible to prove that my experience is not a dream or such. Mm. And I also realized that I might be the only living being in the universe, that everyone that I meet are just figure, uh, creations of my imagination. Yeah, yeah. And also, I couldn't really prove that I was a human being either. I could, for instance, be an alien of some sort, dreaming mm. I was a human being. Yeah. So, Or perhaps I was just a formless consciousness. I couldn't prove any of it. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned it, that you, the thing that where you explained that every, you felt that everyone else could be just your imagination. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird feeling. I actually had the same feeling in my teenage years. Yeah. It's a really weird feeling. <laughs> yeah, and you, it's hard to handle. Yeah. And this realization actually freaked me out in the beginning. Yeah. And I felt, oh my God. <laughs> do people know this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I had never heard about it at the time. But of course, this was an old problem. Yeah. But uh, it freaked me out and I started to grasp for something that could not be disputed. Mm. And I realized that there were actually a few things that had to be true, 100% true. Right. When you looked at it from a logical point of view. And that is, even though I might be an illusion and my world my external world might be an illusion mm. it has to be something because i have an experience yeah. i don't know what i am or what my external world is but it's something an illusion is still something yeah so i am something experiencing something and i am conscious mm. and i can be sure of that and that's the only thing i could be 100 percent sure of at that time yeah that's really slimming it down to the basics yeah it's a limited worldview and this realization freaked me out and also made me very it made me feel really smart <laughs> yeah. back then all right yeah. and i felt like yeah i have made a great discovery i need to share this with the rest of the world hmm. the day after i ran to my philosophy teacher and told at school and told her about my realization and she showed me that it's an old problem that Rene Descartes, for instance, had talked a yeah. lot about and written about when he said, I think, therefore I am. Yeah. That, you know. uh, but this uh, problem 
made me I became obsessed with this. I wanted to find out what was real. Mm. So I started to read a lot of science literature and especially I turned my eyes to philosophy and the spiritual community again. Yeah. And I read things from all over the world, from mm. every tradition. Not every tradition, but a lot of traditions. Yeah. To see if I could find some puzzles to the pieces of the puzzle to this puzzle. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a major breakthrough in my early 20s. Mm. I was at a party and I met an old classmate of mine that I hadn't met for many years. And you find the truth in the bottom of the bottle? Yeah. Alcohol is the key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so we started to talk anyway. Yeah. And I realized that for some reason we started to talk about mysteries like ghosts and pyramids, mm. how they were built and such and such. All right. And I, for the first time I found someone that pondered the same questions as I did. Yeah. Because when I was 17 and I had this discovery and started to read all of this, I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Because none of my friends talked about this and I felt really weird thinking about these kind of things. And that's really strange that we have these most fundamental questions in yeah. life and we are so afraid to discuss them. Even today. I yeah. mean, it's becoming a little bit more uh, okay to do it now, but back in 10 years ago, it was really taboo to talk about all these kind of things. Yeah, it was. And it's a shame, but hey, that's... That's, That's life. Yeah. <laughs> so I found this one guy and I felt that he also found me in a way because mm. he was in the same situation where he also read a lot of books and trying to figure out life. Yeah. And also felt quite alone in this area. So we started to talk very often and hang out. Mm. And to tell you the truth, he was the one sitting on the gold mine. I mean, mm. I think he helped me way more than I helped him. Uh, I, he could play with some ideas with me and I would understand them and I could yeah. come with my opinions. But he had this material that he had found some uh, years earlier by this guy called... Dennis guy called Martinez. And my friend, actually, I have to talk a little bit about him. Yeah. Because it's a guy you really like when you... You met him as well. Yeah, he's a really genuine, loving person. He's one of the most evolved spiritual human beings I have ever encountered yeah. in real life. He is he has this deep understanding of mm. spirituality and how it works. Yeah. But he all and he also have he's very loving and humble. Yeah. Yeah. And people just like him not because he has, you know, social mm. skills, but, but because he emanates some something that yeah, I think he's just genuinely good, yeah. good loving person. And that's that really shows through. It really showed through. And he showed me a work by this Danish guy called Martinez. Mm. That's, he's quite unknown, unfortunately, because Martinez was a man who lived from, I think it was 1890 to 1991. Yeah. And he had an awakening when he was 30 years old, mm. where he tried to meditate for the first time and had a great spiritual experience which opened up his mind and he became what the Hindus might call self-realized. Yeah. He understood who, what he was, what consciousness is. Yeah. And after that experience, he, he was in this state of mind for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And he wrote down, when he was in this state of mind, he could understand how the universe worked. And he wrote some seven wrote seven main books called The Book of Life. Okay. And his total work he calls the Third Testament. He saw it as a kind of succession to the New Testament. Yeah. And then he wrote four uh, companion books to the Book of Life called uh, The Eternal World Picture, which mm. consists of symbols that are meant to visualize his theories. Yeah. Well, it's, he didn't see it as the theories, and no, neither do I. Mm. It was kind of cosmic truth that he just wrote down. And my friend wanted me to read it, but I didn't want it in the beginning. Yeah. But he was very persistent and said, you have to read this. And finally I did. And Martinez material gave me all of the pieces, uh, well, not all of them, but a lot of the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. He explained how 
consciousness work, what it is, hmm. what how reincarnation works, and what it's supposed to do, and where consciousness is evolving to yeah. towards. And I think the, the the good thing about Martinez's work is that where the religions they just explain it's like this, yeah, and they give no explanation to it. What Martinez did. He said it's like this because of because 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 yeah, and give all the explanations why it is like that. His first book that he released was called Logic. Yeah, and there he explained that spirituality and science can meet through logic, and you can actually explain all of the spiritual principles with logic. You can back yeah. it up with the rational, with kind of rational analysis. And so he explains all of the things that a lot of religions talked about, but he could explain it like a scientist would do. Yeah. And it just blew me away. Mm. And so I started to study his material quite intensely, and I read a lot of other spiritual literature as well. But this was a breakthrough when my friend gave me these books. Yeah. And I this was in my early 20s. And then I studied this material and pretty much every day for 10 years. And there were a few pieces that I didn't understand, so I had to figure them out. Mm. And when I was 30 years old, I had became quite well-read and knowledgeable when it came to spirituality. I became this kind of library of knowledge mm. when it came to theory. Yeah. Because I really wanted to understand this. But I didn't pay much attention to the practical work that you had to do. I mean, Martinez talked about that you must work on yourself to become a more loving person, but I didn't really pay attention to that. Mm. I I did work on myself, but not as much as I should do, should have done. Yeah. Because I wanted to understand it first, and I didn't have any spiritual experiences. I, just, I was just focusing on understanding reality. Mm. That was my obsession. Yeah, yeah. And he had left out a few pieces that I re- didn't really understand. And it took me 10 years to... I kind of turned, twisted and turned everything he said and other people had said. And finally, I kind of understood how reality is created. Mm. And and it is actually an illusion created out of consciousness. Yeah, And we're going to talk more about that later on. Mm. So... When I was 30 years old, when I when I finally understood it, then something really happened. And that's that's when something that's when you came in came along and had your spiritual awakening. Yeah. Which would turn out to change my life completely and turn my life in a new direction. Mm. For sure. Um for me it started back when I was in my teenage years, I the first th- spiritual thought that I had was I was pondering of who am I when everything else where when everything else stops to exist. Yeah, uh, I kind of ponder upon this question and tried to figure out who am I really? Because when you're at age 20, 15, 14, you're supposed to find your true identity and you try to find your identity. Yeah. And usually you go for the easy answer saying I'm a hip hop or I'm a skater or yeah. something like that. But I really dig deep in this question of trying to understand who am I when all the external experiences go away. Yeah, that's a really deep level. Yeah. And the funny thing here is uh, I didn't t- tell you about my spiritual no. interest because, as I said earlier, I felt weird. Yeah. I felt like an outsider. So I kept it to myself. But it's very funny that I had these thoughts when I was a teenager, and so did you. Yeah. And you didn't tell me about your thoughts either. No, I didn't tell anyone. Uh, so we didn't know. I didn't know you were studying these kind of things, and I had, I had no idea. Yeah. So uh, I pondered upon this question. I tried to find the answer, but obviously I it was quite hard to find the answer to that uh, question. It's a very so, tough question. Yeah. So I... Well, at this around this age, you're supposed to choose a career path. Yeah. And I had no idea what I wanted to be because, well, I didn't know who I was. And that really made me just pick something. I just okay. picked something that um, my classmates were going to pick. So I yeah. th- figured, well, I just follow them. Yeah. And this really um, made me go into society's plan. Yeah. So I kind of kept on going with this and I continued with my studies 
uh, for three years at uh, high school and three years at university. Yeah, and you studied computer. Yeah, computers. I com- studied computer science for for three years at university. Yeah. So, um, and I felt even when I picked up this education, I felt this is this isn't what I, really what I want to do. Uh, I had this feeling of uh, well, but I didn't know what else I would do. Yeah, you were good at computers. So. Yeah, yeah. So I figured, why let's work with that? Yeah. Uh, I know how it works. Yeah. So that was an easy choice, easy yeah. way out. Yeah. Uh, but the more I continued with my studies, the more I fell away from these uh, spiritual thoughts. So from the age of 15 up to uh, perhaps 10, 15 years later, mm-hmm. I didn't really consider s- spirituality at all. I was basically just trying to ignore spirituality. Yeah. I didn't believe in it at all. I was considering myself an atheist at the time. Yeah. Um, but when I finished my education, I, I I was kind of depressed because I didn't really know. I have studied for so long in school, yeah, and I have done it even though I knew I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of depressed due to that fact because I didn't follow my own path in life. Yeah, but uh, eventually I would graduate at least. So I got my first job in, uh, and I moved back home. Yeah, and when I came to work, well, I got my first work just shortly afterwards. I really jo- enjoyed it in the beginning, mm-hmm. so I started working and everything was fine. But after like six months into into when I began my work, I really started thinking, okay, so I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah, and that can be a very depressing feeling. I have had yeah. that as well. In my line of work. Yeah, and we really started... I mean, in the be- beginning, everything was new. It was, it was exciting. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but after six months, it was just doing the same things all over again. Just repetition yeah. of the same thing. you have this nagging feeling that yeah. there has to be something more than this. Yeah. There's, there's something that... Inside of me that wants to get out, yeah. basically. Yeah, so there's... I mean, uh, and I, I kept doing this because yeah. i felt like this was what you're supposed to do you're yeah. supposed to get a education you're supposed to get a degree and then work with that the rest of your life and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't uh, what i had expected so after about six months i um i was really tired of it so but after one and a half year i got promoted to mm. Um, I got to promoted to manager. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that was a. Then I started thinking, well, maybe now, maybe now when I'm a manager, because society's plan is that once you start earning a lot of money, once you get a respectable yeah. position, life yeah. is going to be super swell. Yeah, that's the the lie they're selling to us. Yeah, <laughs> and and I achieved it at a very very young age. I yeah. think I was 26 at the time when I was promoted as a manager. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm already here. I I I reached the goal. Yeah. I'm a manager now. I'm making good money. Yeah. So, and the same thing there. First months it was really exciting with a new position and everything as well. Very learning experience as well because you're in a completely new. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So manager position itself is a learning experience yeah, you grow as a person for a while of course yeah but after perhaps six more months into that position i had the same feeling yeah and that's when i felt like okay i'm i this is where society tells you that this is it yeah this is what you are supposed to aim for and when i get got up there top of the ladder if you will yeah i just felt that it's just a bunch of bullshit yeah <laughs> it's a pure bullshit. Yeah, I didn't feel any happier. I was just working more. I was more stressed because I had to bring my work with me back home because yeah. I had this more responsibility as well. And it just, yeah. yeah, sure, I had more money, but I wasn't happier, not at all. And I was actually, well, a few years later, I was I was working as a teacher for yeah. eight years hmm. in the Swedish school system. And then. A few years after, one or two years after you became manager, yeah, I became a principal of a school, which is also a manager position. And I felt exactly the same thing. It's just mm. more work, more stress, and 
So we kind of aligned when it came to being fed up with society's um, plan. Yeah. But one good thing happened with this manager position. Yeah. Uh, after about six months in or up to a year in this position, I, I attended a leadership course, which was a, a leadership course where we went to a bunch of cinema, seminars, uh, seminars yeah. every every month yeah. for half a year. So it was six in total. Yeah. And during the first uh, seminar, we discussed uh, psych- psychology and mm-hmm. transaction analysis and then psychoanalysis and all that. Yeah. So I really tried to... And it really explained how the ego is built up and how we communicate, how it is, it's working and all that. Basically, yeah. they the explain how you from a w- very young age start to create your your ego. Yeah, personality. Yeah, your way. personality. Yeah. So I got really fascinated by that. It really gave me an energy boost. Okay. I got really excited about it. And I remember this question that I had had for a long time of who am I? Yeah, when you were a teenager. Yeah. So that kind of came back to me. Mm -hmm. So I really started pondering upon this question again. Yeah. Because I felt when I had finished society's plan that I wasn't in an identity crisis. Okay. Because I felt like, all right, I've arrived here, but now what? Yeah. So I had to find like a new identity. I had Mm -hmm. to to find myself to know know what I wanted to do with my life. Mm Mm-hmm. So understanding who I was and why I was the person I was was the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. So I really got in, into that with uh, this seminars. Yeah. And uh, so I got really intru- into philosophy after this as well. I yeah. actually bought a book by, by Plato and started reading that. And that book actually became quite an important piece of literature yeah, it, in many ways. Yeah, in the most profound way was when I was over at your apartment and saw the book in your yeah. bookshelf. Yeah. And I kind of asked, do you read Plato? Yeah. Because I was very interested in philosophy, as I told you earlier. Mm. And I also had a feeling, and I don't remember what you answered, but I remember thinking, but at this point I had studied spirituality for quite some time. Yeah. And felt that I wanted to see if I could throw something... I was thinking, I remember this, that I had a feeling that you were starting to interest, your, get an interest into these topics. Yeah. And I wanted to see if I could throw you some things to see if I could <laughs> help up, yeah. help you in that direction. <laughs> yeah, and you did. You most definitely did. I mean, I had all these thoughts. I didn't have any spiritual thoughts. I didn't, I well, I guess I always had this kind of, in the back of my head yeah. question of well maybe it's true or what if it's true so i didn't really discard it completely mm-hmm. even though i consider my at atheist at some time uh, yeah. some point but uh, when i read plato i really loved it it was uh, really and it was about plato and socrates explaining things through logic mm. and philosophical point of view so i got really into that and when you has saw that I had this book, you sent over a few clips. Yeah, YouTube videos or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and they were about spirituality. Yeah. And I just watched the clips and I didn't uh, expect much. But I, I watched the clips and when I watched it, um, I had this moment of realization. Okay. Or I think it was prior, perhaps, when I was studying the philosophy and psychology. I had this thought of, who am I? Yeah. I, I went back to this question and I realized that all the thoughts in my head mm-hmm. are just creations based on my external experiences. Yeah. So, and usually I would just act upon my thoughts. Yeah. Thinking I am my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I have this realization that there's someone listening to the thoughts. Yeah. So who is that? And once I realized that there's someone listening to the thoughts, I made the conclusion that I can't be my thoughts. Yeah. I must be the guy listening to the thoughts. Yeah. So who the hell is that? Of course, yeah. <laughs> and ar- around the same time, was it was around the same time that you sent over the videos. Yeah. 
and I watched the videos, and it was all about this uh, about spirituality, yeah. but not explaining it from a, a religious point of view. More of spirituality unbound to any religion at all. Yeah, I don't remember the clip exactly, but Neither it was about uh, third eye and explaining how it all works with mm-hmm. spirituality and all that. And when I finished watching the video, I just just had this feeling in my my I got feeling yeah that I've seen this before. I've heard all of this before, like a deja vu experience. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hmm. So I just f- sat there in a moment of uh, euphoria almost. I was yeah. really excited about by all this. Felt like I had a... Now I finally found a piece of the puzzle yeah. that I've been searching for. I had this intuitive feeling to sit down and meditate. And it was the first time I've ever meditated. Yeah. So it was really weird that I got a feeling to meditate mm-hmm. because I've not, never done it before. No. <clears throat> so I went into into my bedroom just right after watching these videos sat down on the bed just sitting in the lotus position thinking about love because that was the main message behind the videos okay that the universe is made up of unconditional love okay that's the main force behind all of this Mm -hmm. so i was just meditating on the notion of unconditional love yeah <clears throat> and in this moment when I was just sitting there meditating, I could just feel this enormous amount of love just washing over me. Yeah. Like a big wave just washing over me and I could just feel pure unconditional love towards everything in my surroundings. Yeah. Then I felt pure unconditional love towards myself as well. Yeah. I was just overwhelmed. I was swimming in love. Hmm. Yeah, it was just an enormous amount of love that uh, I I was blown away by it. Yeah, I can imagine. So I didn't know what what, what the hell was going on, but I was just sitting there enjoying it. Yeah. And after that, uh, the love kind of faded away. Yeah. But I was still sitting there in this lotus position meditating. And then something else happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw this, I felt this energy just starting rising from the bottom of my spine. Yeah. Slowly rising throughout my spine, just gradually going up to the top of my head. Yeah. And when it reached the top of my head, I could just feel the energy flowing out of me. Yeah. Like all this was, I was sitting there being like a power plant. Yeah. The energy was just flowing through me, flowing through me and I had... I just sat there and I just enjoyed every moment of it. Hmm. I didn't think about anything. I was just there in the moment yeah. experiencing it. But shortly after uh, I came through or my, my thoughts came back. Yeah. And they the first thing I thought when I sat there just realizing what the fuck was happening. Yeah. I just thought to myself, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And I started freaking out as well. I mm-hmm became kind of afraid of what happening i had no understanding of what ha- was happening yeah. at all i understand that yeah so i just stood up and i walked out of the bedroom and when i walked out of the bedroom everything i was looking at had completely changed yeah my entire vision was just completely transformed hmm. everything i was looking at was just pure divine yeah, you could see the divinity in everything. Yeah. Basically. So I just was walking around in the apartment for an hour or so. Yeah. Just looking at things. That's amazing. Yeah. I was just in this, I don't know, just this. <laughs> well, state of awareness that's. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Something to explain else. it. It was just a whole new state of awareness that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I just walked around, I was looking at my remote control and I was just seeing how beautiful it was. Yeah. I just picked up a glass and looking at it, it was so beautiful. Yeah. I just remember walking around and I walked up to the window, Yeah. looking out on the street. And I just remember looking at the people walking up and down the street. And then when I looked at them, I just felt this enormous wave of unconditional love. Yeah. I was just in this moment of 
pure love towards them. I didn't know them. Hmm. I've never met them, but I love them unconditionally. It was just this enormous, crazy feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're Wonderful. supposed to do that. If that's yeah. what you're, I mean, if you walk down the streets, you're supposed to love your next man, but yeah, but you don't. It's you don't think about oh, there's a stranger, I love him. There's another stranger, I love him. But no, this, our judging mind kicks yeah. in so often. Yeah, you're too occupied with other thoughts. Yeah, but in this mode, I, I, I didn't have any thoughts. I was just feeling love towards yeah. him. And this evening as well i could just feel all that negativity all the depression that i have struggled with all washed away yeah great i kept on crying one minute and i was yeah. laughing the next one hmm. crying again it was happy thought uh, happy tears but everything it just felt like i was cleansed yeah like everything just left me yeah like i was i was walking in clouds and this was quite some awakening i would say yeah yeah so going from nothing to this yeah. i was like uh, i don't know what to say it's it was really powerful yeah and it this this state of mind stu- stuck with me for for a week that's remarkable yeah so i went to bed that evening and i fell asleep at four in the morning hmm. and i got up the next day to two hours later to go to work Woke up, was completely refreshed. Hmm. It was like I woke up and had the best night's sleep of yeah. my life. Which is something I've never never done before. Woken up refreshed. I am, I don't know what it feels like. I felt it once. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. <laughs> never I hope that. I will experience that at one point. <laughs> yeah. So I went to work and uh, same thing there. I was just sitting there watching it, watching people, looking around. I didn't do anything that day. Hmm. I was just looking at things. Yeah. And uh, I just remember when I was standing there doing this mindless tasks that I get paid to do. Yeah. I just felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. There's something else to life than this. This is not what I'm supposed to do. It was so clear when I was in this state of mind. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, this, this, um, this experience is this experience really changed things. I I called you up as as well, described just a portion of what happened because I was still yeah freaked out about it and I didn't want to tell the whole truth. You ta- you told me about the feeling of energy rising that you had meditated and felt that energy rise yeah up your spine. And yeah. at this point, when when I send when I send you the videos, I kind of revealed to you that I was interested in spirituality. So yeah. that's why you called me and talked about it. But because prior to that, you didn't know about that. Mm. And when you described this event, the energy rising up your spine, I knew what you had experienced, or at least I had an idea, a theory. Yeah, because I had read about this many many times when I had in my studies. Right, and it's called the Kundalini rising. Mm. Uh, in the Hindu tradition, and it's kind of a thing you do to awaken. But uh, I had not experienced it myself at that point. Mm. Uh, but I had read about it, and it sounded like it. So I remember thinking that okay, I need to talk to you and guide you into when it came to the theory about it, because yeah. at the at the point I had not had any spiritual experiences to talk about i had had two minor ones so i remember thinking actually when you called me and told told me all about this uh i had been at that point i think i had studied spirituality quite a lot for roughly 15 years i was very well read i was dedicating every single day to this Hmm. in some way or another yeah but i had never had any spiritual experiences Except a few minor ones, as I said. But nothing like this. Yeah. And I felt... One part of me felt kind of jealous. Yeah. That motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> First time meditating, having this experience. Yeah. I had med- I had tried meditation hundreds of times at that point and never had any experience. I had, didn't have the patience to meditate. I was, mm. My mind was just going off. Yeah. On and off all the time. So I gave it up. And I felt... Well... <laughs> <laughs> But then I felt also that I thought it was very cool that my brother 
had had this experience and mm. I really wanted to see what it will lead to. Yeah. And that feeling was much stronger than the jealousy thing. I mean, that's that kind of faded away immediately. Yeah. Even though I felt that I wanted to have experiences of my own, but that would come later. Thanks to sure. this experience, actually. So, uh, so we started to hang out and talk a lot about this. And yeah. I told you a lot. I kind of gave you some books. I actually I gave you the book Power of Now of Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, yeah. That um, where Eckhart Tolle talks about the thing that you were talking about that you felt that you were not your thoughts. Yeah. So I kind of gave you that book and we talked a lot of topics. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing I just have to highlight is the importance of actually having someone to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with after this experience, I, yeah. I, I'm sure there's people who have this kind of experiences, but they just have them and ignore them yeah. and put them acting like they're crazy. Yeah. They think they're crazy. They don't have any anyone to dis- discuss this spirituality with. No. So that was a really enormous help to have someone just to explain what happened and just get an explanation to it. Yeah. And for me, your experience kind of gave me an energy boost. Yeah. Because I, I had studied so much and I understood things in theory, but I felt, I also felt that I need to move on. Hmm. spiritually in another direction but i didn't really know what to do yeah and it's funny that you mentioned the power of now because that that would generate another spiritual experiences just shortly afterwards uh you sent it over the suggestion i got it on audiobook and i was listening to it one evening and i was just lying there in bed listening to it and i was just mesmerized i was just yeah it was really powerful but the day after uh, I continued to listen it, a friend of mine uh, called me and asked if I could pick him up at the airport. So I I, uh, I said, sure, I can do that. And mm-hmm. I put on the, the audiobook. I yeah. had one hour left on the tape and it took one and a half hour to drive to the airport. So I figured that was good. So I listened to the audiobook when I was in the car driving to the airport and it was all about being in the now as yeah the name suggests yeah and after finishing listening to it i was just thrown in this state of awareness again yeah back to that similar experience i was just everything i was looking at i couldn't create a thought in my head it was just completely blank i was just completely in the now and everything i was yeah yeah completely present Everything I was looking at was just looking divinity as well. Mm. And I just, it was was a little bit different experience. I was just, when I experienced the total now, I just became, I couldn't stop laughing. Hmm. I was just sitting there laughing by myself in the car, just driving, being in the now. It was just this enormous, joyous moment. Yeah, it had to be crazy. You know the world is very serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of problems and wars yeah, going I, on. I, hadn't, I didn't know about any of those okay. at that moment. Yeah. I was just there experiencing yeah. all of this yeah. at its fullest. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. And when I came up to the airport, uh, I saw see all these people just yeah. uh, coming out. And I just, same thing there, just felt this unconditional love towards them. Yeah. And I said hello to my friend and we got in the car and started driving back. And I just remember that when he was talking, mm-hmm. I was just so present to what he was saying. Yeah. Like I felt this real connection where I felt like I didn't have any judgment on him at all. Yeah, I just appreciated him. Yeah, for, for for him being him. Yeah. So I was just there. He could just talk and I just felt this appreciation towards him yeah that's that's how uh, i mean that's the way we would like to be in every situation with another person but the ego gets in the way so often we're not yeah yeah so these two experiences were real game changers for me i mean after this i decided to change my life completely yeah uh i sold my entire living room 
yeah. everything in there. I sold because I had to figure this shit out. Yeah. I was had this experience. I had to understand how to get back there again. Yeah. What had happened. So I sold my TV. I sold my PlayStation. I stole my stereo system. I sold everything. Yeah. And <laughs> bought a whiteboard instead <laughs> and put it up in the living room. Yeah. Just trying to figure out what the fuck had happened. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's a funny story because actually I when I put it all up for sale, my, my father called me up and called asked me if I'd gone crazy. Yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> I, I thought, I mean, I understood what was happening. I knew I knew that when you awaken spiritually, it's a kind of rough uh, yeah. roller coaster emotionally and all yeah. of that because you see the world from a totally new perspective. Yeah. And you have to kind of land and mm. figure shit out, as you said. Yeah. And I knew what was happening, that you were going through this awakening. But even... I thought that you became a little <laughs> bit extreme, you know, sold everything, had this one whiteboard and the sofa, and that's it. Yeah. And I thought, I don't think it's really necessary to sell off this stuff. You can do it. It was necessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because my awakening was more gradual. Yeah. I did. I It was very uh, roller coaster as well. Yeah. But not... Not as extreme. I think my awakening kind of stretched from seventeen mm. or and five years, perhaps. Yeah, when I met a friend and all of that. So, but I did a lot of crazy things as well. Yeah, I think that's very common when you when when you have your spiritual awakening. You yeah. usually start to because it's such a powerful experience that you see your life in a completely new way it's like yeah. you open your eyes for the very first time and see reality yeah. for what it really is and it overwhelms you yeah in the beginning and you just want to scream it out to everyone you want everyone to understand yeah. so you you become this really annoying just, person yeah and <laughs> no one gives a shit about the posts that you yeah that yeah. you think are the most important things in the world and it's no. So you really, my suggestion, if you have this awakening experience, just let's chill down. It will. But I think that's very hard. I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> you have to go through it. Yeah. It's, and eventually, you will kind of land and take a step back. And yeah, it's uh, funny because actually, our other brother as well. When he woke up, it was the same thing. Yeah. There, he <laughs> really extreme about everything. Then it just yeah. pulls him down a little bit. It's funny to look at from, you know, outside, beside, from yeah. outside, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, it was very, I really liked when you had your awakening because that meant that beside from my very good friend, hmm. I had another person in my near surrounding that was also now interested in this, in these things. And yeah. I introduced you to him and he's, because he's, well, he's a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to spirituality and yeah. could explain a lot of things. And we talked a lot. Hmm. And I also had an energy boost. Yeah. In my, and yeah, and that one thing led to another. Yeah, we we started talking more and more. And we, we, we both, as you mentioned before, we were both fed up with what we were doing in life. Yeah. Uh, with work and all that. So we... We both felt that we need to do something. We need to do something. We yeah. didn't know what, so we 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 just started up Maldorma, and it yeah. was, in the beginning it was just this homepage where we were writing articles. Yeah, kind of blog where yeah we wrote some some shit. Yeah, some, <laughs> but it was good stuff. But it was there was no clear direction to it. It was no. just random things, and but it was kind of important for me because. Up to that point, I hadn't told my friends and family about my spiritual interest, which was a huge part of me. I mean, I studied every single day for 15 years. Yeah. And I dedicated a lot of my waking time to this. Right. But people didn't know about it. So when we started Maldorma and wrote these articles and posted them on Facebook and such, hmm. that was my and I that was my way to kind of step out of the spiritual closet. And I started to talk about tell my friends about it this is i like this and i have been doing this studying this for a lot of time yeah so, so the, yeah. yeah so i think it was an important phase as well yeah most definitely but it wasn't very productive i think but uh 
things would definitely change and turn into a different direction shortly yeah, afterwards. Yeah, this was only the beginning. And yeah. in the next episode, we are going to talk about what happened next. And this was just the story about our awakenings. Yeah. From here on, things really took off. And your spiritual experiences turned out to be just the beginning. And yeah. I started to have my own experiences. We had experiences that we shared. Yeah. They were so amazing and yeah you have to listen to it (laughs) so be sure to look out for future episodes yeah um we you can all find them on maldorma.com that's where we post all the videos yeah uh there's some other juicy stuff there as well uh be sure to also check out magnus's book the illusion yeah i wrote a book about the Spiritual theories that I have compiled over the years in my studies. It's basically about what consciousness and reality is. Mm. My, the question that I became obsessed with. Yeah. The answers to that question. In the first part. Then the second part is about our experiences. Right. Because uh, they are very fascinating. Indeed. And you also have an upcoming book called Stepping Into the Known. Yes. it's uh, It covers my my life before the awakening and then my awakening and then i describe all these spiritual experiences that we have had afterwards which are just mind-blowing all of them and we will start to describe them in the next episode so yeah check that one out all right so i think that's it for this episode yes it is thank you and good night bye bye